Hello, um, welcome back to Mr. Burgess Maths Podcast. Um, another week, and uh, suddenly we're pretty much now halfway through this half term. Um, so halfway through, halfway through half term means that it's quarter term. Mark, well done, Mr. Burgess. Here we go. Um, so yeah, so we're we're back round. Here we come, and uh, it's another week done. And I was thinking, uh, how come when actually I was in lockdown and thinking that nothing was happening that I had loads to say on this bit. And then I come around to this bit now, just to have a bit of a chat, and think, gosh, I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. Nothing's happening. And you're like, stuff must be happening. It's just, just not obviously paying any attention to it anymore. Um, so <laughs> here we go. Another week, another Mr. Burgess Mass podcast. Thank you for all the uh, lovely comments from some of you um, over this week. Uh, glad to see that later of you have been listening. Um, and uh, it's been lovely to hear from you. And so... Yeah, what's what's happened this week? Well, Boris has been back out and made another announcement. So if you haven't listened to the rule of six, uh, six is perfect number, then go back and have a listen to that one. But we've got loads of new rules to suddenly follow again um, for quite a while by the sounds of it. Um, looks like I'm not going to be going back to the rugby for quite a while, that's for sure. So uh, that's going to be a bit gutting. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit annoyed about that, to be honest. Uh, so never mind. Well, I'm sure we'll all survive as ever and we just keep going and just keep carrying on. But uh, it's such a shame that things aren't happening at the moment. Um, but, oh well, we're, we're just going to get through it. I'm going to go for a walk this week. So I did go for my walk uh, last weekend as ever. So if you haven't listened before, I'm slowly ticking off parts of the Thames, uh, which is probably one of the most... Uh, well, it's not the most th- interesting thing to do. Like, oh, it doesn't feel it. Like, everyone's like looking at me, like, what on earth are you doing? Like, that's ridiculous. But, and it's not the sort of thing I would do outside of lockdown. But I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. Like, it's quite nice to tick something off. Feels a bit like a challenge. Um, and, you know, something to do, isn't it, on a Saturday? Um, so it's been quite good. But this week, uh, weekend was a big walk. So I decided to do a Putney to tower bridge this weekend if you don't know where those are look it up um but it's quite a way it's quite a way and that's i was like oh this is going to be quite a walk quite a trek and then i got on the uh train from richmond and uh oh, that's fine old oh, bus replacement service so okay i got on the tube instead and got on the tube and then that's got a broken down signal so i had to get off the tube at earl's court and have a long walk now what you don't want when you're going for a long walk is to have a diversion that means that you've got another long walk on top of your long walk. So I had a so before I even got to the start line to do my walk this weekend, I already had to have walked three miles before I even started. So um, it took quite a while, but it was nice to be in central London. It feels like a long time since I've been up into town, so uh, it was quite nice. It was quite nice in the sun, enjoying it. A nice little bit of street food in uh, um, South Bank. So. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. But apart from that, there's not much going on. You know, it's the normal go for a swim, go for a run. That's about it, really. At least my running times are getting better. No more Joe Wicks injuries. So if you're uh, an original listener of the fan, you'll know I was well into the Joe Wicks. Um, but uh, then I got an injury from doing all his lunges. Um, I eventually have now got over my injuries, I think. Um, and I've just about started running again. Um, so I managed to go out and do 5k on uh, one night this week and uh, that was quite nice to just go out and be like do that and actually get a decent time and not you know 
not be able to walk the next day, which was part of the problems when I've been doing stuff. So uh, it was quite nice to go out and do something interesting. So, and then apart from that, it's all been mostly, to be honest, at school. Like, I don't really feel like I get to do much else, to be honest, at the moment. I'm sure most of you are the same. You know, by the time we come home, do homework and go back to bed. And then the next morning, you go back to school and you've got to do your homework. And that's it. It goes round and round and loops. So, I thought today, do you know what? Let's make it a bit more interesting. Let's think about something that I've got quite an interest in. So, um, we're going to look at set theory today. Um, which sounds really, really posh and really like, ooh, deep. But uh, actually, it's quite interesting. So if you're in your nine, you've probably been doing it. Um, and it's a bit of branch of maths, which is relatively new. And it's relatively new to the curriculum as well. So most kids at school didn't... Uh, when I went to school, I didn't learn that theory at school. Um, but it's quite newish to what we do. But it's relatively new for maths. So um, we've looked at maths you know, throughout the kind of history. Um, and anything that's kind of new, really kind of beyond 1800 is quite new for maths, really. Um, and this thing, it's called set theory, is relatively new. So um, it's actually from 1874. So, yeah, really young. Uh, I, I know most of you are probably thinking, yeah, but you're older than that. So, uh, you know, there we go. I'll get all the jokes out for you. Um, so what on earth is this set theory that I'm going on about? So set theory is kind of grouping numbers together or integers together uh, to explain kind of groups of numbers. Now, you can group different things. So you could call A prime numbers and B square numbers. You could call whatever you want. And you can start to group integers or numbers together in different orders and start to do more interesting things with them because... Let's be honest here, as mathematicians, that's what we like to do, is do more interesting things. And there's not many things in maths that only come down to one person that introduces them. But this is one of those things. And it was by a German mathematician called Georg Cantor. Um, so Cantor was the kind of the father of set theory. And it is, isn't without its controversy, as anything in maths. Like, if you introduce something new, then everyone's going to go, nah, nah, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Um as we've discovered all throughout history of maths. And, yeah, so he invented set theory and loads of people turned around and went, you're wrong, and this is why, and this is why. Um, but what he did and what he kind of came up with um, is still around today, even though, actually, still mathematicians are still a bit st stuck with it, really. Like, not every kind of mathematician would accept that set theory is a thing or useful, um, but he kind of came up with this. And we do use it. We do use it as a lot of mathematicians. So his first thing that he came up with was what's called a one-to-one -one relationship. So that is where one thing links to another thing and that, that must exist for every kind of point in one group to go to another point in another group. Now, that seems fairly obvious, but trying to prove that for an infinite set of numbers is really difficult. Because we didn't really have, at that point, any idea of infinity. And so the concept of infinity is the problem with set theory. Because if we've got an infinity, then they've got different ranges of infinity. And infinity might have different levels of infinity. So if you've got, say, uh, counting numbers, natural numbers, 
then two, like one, two, three, four, five, then that goes on to infinity. But what about if you include, say, fractions in it, then surely that goes on to infinity as well. But surely they're different infinities because there's got to be a bigger infinity if you include all fractions than there is if you just include all integers. So you've got different levels of integers. And this led to Cantor coming up with what's called the infinity of infinities, or Cantor's paradise, as it's also known. Um, therefore, there must be an infinity of infinities. So the idea being that you've got different infinities for different things, and therefore there's an infinite number of infinities around. And that blows my mind. I'm going to be honest, that absolutely makes my mind go crazy, because like you've got... Just getting your head around infinity is hard enough work, but then to think there's an infinite infinite amount of different infinities, it's just mind blowing. Like just 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 pause and think about that for a second. That there's an infinite number of infinities that represent an infinite thing each. I mean, like that's just crazy. Um, but what he did then lead to is what we know and love in our maths is our set theory and our set notation so most of you will have seen like the union symbol the intersection symbol and used it a lot in say venn diagrams but it doesn't have to just be used in venn diagrams in fact we can start to do some interesting maths with it so we can start to do it like algebra so in the same way as we do say multiplying out brackets we can do similar ideas with our unions and intersections so if you've got a and union b uh, uh, intersected with in a bracket intersected with a then you can actually start to multiply it out and things and so you get this whole kind of idea that um things can be commutative things can be distributive and there's a whole range of algebra that we've never known existed suddenly starts to become existing and we get subsets and we get um, proper subsets and we get all these new bits of maths which start to work. So we can do things like a symmetric difference. We can do a set difference. We can uh, go for a Cartesian product. We can go for a power set. We can go for binary operations on it. We can do uh, sets of real numbers. We can do an empty set. We can do natural numbers. We can do all sorts of things. We can do an infinite set of different things and suddenly sets can start to bring out different things and we can start to then look at what happens when things are related to each other because actually as much as we can set up a set of sets we can start to then start to think about well what do things start to go wrong and as mathematicians we love it when things go wrong and one of those times is called a paradox. Now, a paradox is when something can happen and not happen at the same time. And one of those uh, paradoxes is called Russell's paradox. Now, Russell's paradox is named after the mathematician Bertrand Russell, who was a British mathematician um, in 1901. And he kind of looked at set theory and he kind of started with set theory and started to look for kind of ways for it. And then he came up with this kind of real paradox that kind of and contradiction to it. And Russell's paradox was, um, and I've missed lost my page with it. Uh, so his kind of idea was, well, what about if you've got a set of all the sets that don't contain that set? 
Okay, say that again. So if you quarterback, if you've got all the sets that contain the sets that are not members of themselves. So the set of all sets that are not member of themselves. So let that sink in. So the set of all sets that are not members of themselves. Why is that a paradox? Well, if you've got a set of all the sets that are not members of themselves, then surely that's a set a member of the set of members of themselves. Uh, so hang on a minute, we've got a problem because then we just made us our root undo. And therefore, I haven't got all the sets of all the members of themselves and it starts to go wrong and, oh no, I'm getting yourself into an infinite loop of problems. And that is what a paradox is. And we get lots of different paradoxes that uh, start to go through uh, all of these different things. So, for example, what's the cardinal number of the set of all sets? So the cardinal number is how many it belongs to. Well, the problem with that is, so if I think that the... Uh, number of sets of all sets is say 23 well surely that set that i've just created is a set of all sets so therefore there's 24 but hang on a minute there's i've got the set of all sets which uh, is 24 but i've just made a set of that so that means there's 25 and then it goes on and on and on and on and so that paradox was actually posed, proposed by Cantor himself and so we get lots of different ideas around sets and how it kind of works but it's an interesting kind of problem and it's only relatively new so therefore we're still discovering new things to do with it um, and it's relatively new in the curriculum because on that basis because not all mathematicians kind of agree with it and not all mathematicians kind of can work with it yeah i know we're still you know what 150 years later get with the program people um but we haven't kind of worked through it all yet so it's really really a new branch of mathematics so i thought we'd talk about set theory today so i hope you've enjoyed that um if not well you've listened to it anyway so enjoy um and a few short shout outs at the end so um there's a few shout outs so uh, my year nine class on a friday hello nice to speak to you all um so uh shout out to molly and to fadi and uh to keshefa you were listening and summer as well so a shout out to you four um and shout out to uh my year 10s as well who've been listening so well done to you guys who've been listening i'm sure you're enjoying it if you want an actual shout out by name you're gonna have to let me know who wants it this week i mean i see you every day so you know get you gonna have to say it nicely um so hopefully that will enjoy this week um enjoy your weekend i don't know what you're gonna get up to i mean at least it's looking like it's gonna be nice i'm gonna go to the beach this weekend i know the first time i'm actually gonna go to the beach in months um and it's freezing cold but um at least it'll be quiet i suppose that's my hope so that's my plan for this weekend is head down to the beach right gym time for me so enjoy whatever you're up to and uh catch you all soon bye bye